0: welcome to the radical christian life with doug and paula
1: we're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical christian life following jesus no matter the call no matter the cost
0: yeah so let's get to it welcome back to all those who are listening today Uh, we're going to talk about something that is really important And I'm going to give it to you in a minute, but last time on one of our podcasts, we talked about what is the radical Christian life. So if you didn't have a chance to hear that, you're going to need to look for that one online because it really does define um, what we mean when we say that. When we use that word, radical, as you talked about before, Doug, like words matter. They do. So what do we actually mean by that? So not going to cover it today because we already did. Um, But our question today is, what is the key to living the radical Christian life? And I want you to answer that because
1: yeah. Yeah. I want you to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I love about us, we're just simple. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't think it needs to be that complicated. Yeah. My favorite professors at seminary were the guys who could take deep truths mm. and make me understand it. Yeah. I love that. Not that yes. there's not mystery. I mean, if you think you have, completely understand the Trinity, you're, you're insane. Okay? And I don't <laughs> yes. I don't trust you. I always tell people, if you meet a pastor or a theologian who has all the answers, run, yeah. run away from far away. Because <laughs> yeah. he's a nutcase. Yeah. Nobody has all the answers. But the ones who can take what's been revealed to make it simple. Yeah. Uh, let me go off on, before I answer your question, I am going to answer your question. Good. <laughs> I love to use this illustration when I'm teaching. When I used to teach theology in seminary, and I'm teaching on... Uh, God and how God communicates, I take an eight-volume systematic theology of one of the—the uh, the president of the seminary went What to. does
0: that mean? It's what is a- systematic
1: <laughs> theology? That's a Christianese thing. Yeah, yeah. It's theology that's systematized. <laughs> they, <laughs> keep that. it simple, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Key topics of the Bible about doctrines of God and that, mm. and he wrote eight volumes on it. Okay. And I put those eight volumes stacked up on a table. And then I take a Bible. I even take a large print Bible that's about that thick. And I set it down. You mean the next kind one. we use now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or just use big fonts. Yeah. yeah, that works too. And I said, isn't this amazing? Everything that God wanted to know us to know about him and his creation and his salvation is written in a book this size. But a few ideas from his word man has written in a book this size. Mm, mm. What God has made simple, man has made complicated. Yes. And that's it. So when you ask this question, I think it's a simple answer. What is the key? What was the question? (laughs) What's the key to the radical Christian life? (laughs) Yes. What is the key? The Bible, Mm. the Bible. Now you could say the Holy Spirit and of course the Holy Spirit, but you don't, you don't Bring the Holy Spirit into your life. God sends the Holy Spirit into mm-hmm. your life. You call out for it. You can quit. But how do you even know about the Holy Spirit? Did you just, let me ask you, how did you find out the Holy Spirit? Did you, were you just walking down the street one day and all of a sudden you just had, huh, I bet there's a Holy Spirit. I'm going <laughs> to invite him into my life right now. Is that what you did? Yeah.
0: No, there, there was a life transformation. I'm, I didn't know any theology when I accepted Jesus as my Lord. I didn't Well, know how did that. you even
1: know about Jesus?
0: Well, I had someone who told me about Jesus. Did he make it up? No, he didn't. Where did he, no, he learn about he came Jesus? Came from the had. Bible. He showed me in the yeah. Bible, and I went to a really good Bible-believing church that yeah. talked about Jesus exactly. Because I had grown up in in a religious environment that didn't talk about yeah. Jesus. So that, that's another.
1: Yeah. That, remember, we do actually we have a podcast where we talk about progressive Christians and mm-hmm. liberal Christians. They drive me crazy, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Of like, oh yeah, I just want to listen to the Holy Spirit, and then they don't listen to the Word of God. Yes. Well, you know, maybe it was the because pizza. Because the Holy Spirit
0: yeah. never contradicts the Word of God, and that's our first go-to. You cut me off Always. on a really funny joke I'm right I'm sorry. There. <laughs> so, I know. I know. I was afraid I wouldn't get the Word in. So, you know, it just goes out of the mind. I had to get it when it was right guess, there. When
1: people tell me, well, God said, I was like, maybe it was God, or maybe it was the pizza you ate last night. You know what Yeah. I mean? But I love to talk about <laughs> hard call and soft calls.
0: You actually do say that a lot. I do. Yeah, I, I know. do. Yeah. I know. yeah.
1: And, and when people, you can't argue when somebody says, God said to me, and I heard, and and I, okay, whatever. I can't argue. With it. That's that's a soft call. And I, I'm not gonna argue with that. Mm-hmm. But it better not contradict. Because he does speak today to yes. us through his rhema word. Yes, we will have whole podcasts on listening to the mm-hmm. Lord and following the leading He's of the Holy silent. Spirit. No, because yeah. it's the radical middle.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: But we have a hard call, we have objective truth in his word. Yes. Will and you say that word again? Objective truth? Yes. It's so clear because yeah. it's so counterculture. The Bible is so radical and counterculture. It is the new punk If somebody (laughs) referenced it. It's just so cool because it's inflammatory. I mean, it's so controversial. You know how controversial the Bible is now? And it really hit me when I was going to speak at a church one time and I wanted to read a Bible verse and I thought, oh, I better not read this. Because literally I could have a riot break out in the the middle of the meeting. Wow. It just shocked me. It's like, can we even use the Bible now in non-Christian settings? Or and not mi- get
0: canceled? Yeah. You mean that? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, in the radical Christian life is no.
0: Mm. I'll get canceled.
1: I'll get martyred. Whatever it's going to take, I'm going to stand on the truth of God's word. Mm. And that's, that's the true. key. Yeah. And that's why I love to talk about no compromise. uh, Another thing I love to teach in theology classes, I'll go and I'll write, draw a line on the board. This is a great story. I I always start start my theology class by drawing a line on the board. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask the students, I said, I'll tell, not ask them, I'll tell them, I go, this is theology. Mm -hmm. Theology is deciding what line will I draw of this is a truth I will die for. And this is a truth that we don't have it clearly revealed and we can debate about it. Mm. And I love to say, if somebody comes up to me and holds a gun to my head and says, deny the deity of Jesus Christ, that he was fully human and fully divine. Mm -hmm. I'll say, bro, man, pull the trigger. I'm ready for heaven. Mm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Somebody comes up to me and goes, deny the pre-tribulational rapture of the church. Okay. When do you want to go? (laughs) I'll deny. I'm not going to die for that one. I may believe it, but I'm not going to die for it. And so, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. Because there
0: are some debatable things. And we know believers on some different realms of things, not not the truth of the no. word, but some of those things where we have to we have to yeah. be able
1: to dialogue. Yeah. That would be that. a fun podcast and we'll that actually be, we have some yeah. teachings in, in, in our in our YouTube channel and stuff like that. Of what are the things that are worth dying for? What are the fundamentals that we stand upon? Yes. And, and because that? there
0: are yeah. fundamentals. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
1: But yeah. the radical middle. We want to major mm-hmm. on the majors not on the minors. Yep. And and that's it. Good. Go back to the hard call. Yeah. So the hard call is what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. What is objectively written in there? Mm-hmm. And you can't argue with that. It. It's there. It's it's in. And and what people want to do is keep coming back to, well, that's your interpretation. That's your it didn't
0: really say that. Yeah. Oh, the culture said this. Yeah. But yeah. I've we've lived in many different cultures, actually, yeah. four continents we've lived yeah. on. Culture does have some deviations of things, yes. but objective truth doesn't change, yeah. does it?
1: No. No, well, and that's where we have to get into whole, the whole postmodern and the whole new uh, self-identity as truth. Wow, there's mm. a theological, <laughs> a philosophical thing to put it. Put, I love to say, put that in your theological blender and stir it around for a little <laughs> yeah. bit. But yeah. but now we become so, everything is about self-identity that now yeah. I my identity is wrapped up in what objective mm, truth is. Mm. I create that. I'm the basis for that. And that's a whole podcast yeah, I'd love is. to have on talking uh, about. I should be writing
0: these down while you're talking. <laughs> <Yeah. Remember this. laughs> uh, somebody will write in.
1: And again, we answer questions of, uh, uh of that. And so one of the questions, how do you know the Bible's true? Mm-hmm. And that's a great question. We get that question all the time. Yes. We and do. what I say is, cause I would say I've almost moved out of a little bit of Bible dollatry. <laughs> There's a great, term. <laughs> you know, I kind of was trained a little bit in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible, mm. and mm. no, it's the Trinity's the Holy Spirit, yeah, and the yeah. Bible. We can't leave Him out of the equation, can yeah. we? Yeah, no, we can't. Yeah. but but why so such emphasis on the Bible though, and mm. and that? Well, it's because Jesus.
0: Mm.
1: And listen to this statement: I don't believe in Jesus because I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible because I believe in Jesus.
0: Mm. the
1: Bible didn't save me. Will
0: you say that again? Yeah,
1: I don't believe in Jesus because I believe the Bible. Mm. I believe in the Bible because I believe in Jesus. Wow. And and think about it. So let me ask you this. How much did you read the Bible before you were born again?
0: Very little. And even if you did. And how I much didn't did it, understand yeah, it. And how much did it mean? How much, How
1: much hunger did you have to read the Bible?
0: I kept you, trying and it
1: didn't stick. Yeah, so you didn't, yeah. What about after August 31st, 1980? I know your date when you became born again. I know. When you had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and like we talked earlier, when the Holy Spirit came inside you and you Mm -hmm. became a new creation in Christ, Mm -hmm. came born again. Mm -hmm. Did you ever read your Bible after that? Yeah, I had
0: a hunger. And and I really, it sounds otherworldly but i had a supernatural ability i think the bible says we see with eyes Mm -hmm. you know that we didn't see with before um i was able to understand more not everything of course of course there's mystery to the Word of God. Exactly, But yeah, but there was a desire. That yeah. was the whole point. Yes. And nobody had to convince me that the Bible wasn't literal. Yeah. I had to learn that yeah. from people who didn't believe the Bible. Oh, that's really <laughs> not what the Bible says. Yeah. I was like, no, actually, it says it right there. Like 10 times. Yeah. So what do you mean yeah. it doesn't say that? You have to go learn yeah.
1: liberal Christianity. You don't get mm. born again into it. Now, when I talk that, remember, I'm not talking politics. Yes. Politics. I'm talking progressive Christians now who deny parts of the Bible and don't like the historic teachings of the church, you ain't, you aren't born again into that. You're born again no. to believing the truth of the Bible. Yes. And that I love yes. to say that. So, so the Bible is true. Because Jesus showed us it is true. Jesus mm. proved it is true. Mm-hmm. Jesus lived the truth of the Bible. Jesus fought the devil by quoting the truth yes. of the Bible. Jesus- and he quoted Old Testament scriptures. Deuteronomy. So
0: for those that say, oh, no, the old, no, Jesus actually quoted that. Yeah, yeah, he you believed You know
1: you're it. on next level when you fight the devil with Deuteronomy. Okay. <laughs> Most people are fumbling, trying to find it in their Bible, and Jesus is no. rapid-firing shooting Maybe the devil that's down. why we don't
0: have victory. Yeah, <laughs> We exactly. need to, yeah, act in and, yeah. and all seriousness. Yeah. Maybe that's why we don't have victory, exactly. In the sense of, are we actually fighting yeah. our battles? Yeah. You know, I love. We have this song. This is how I fight my battle. Yeah. Now I love that. It's a great song we sing at church, and I love that
1: by yeah. the Word of God because exactly. Jesus did exactly. And, and boy, I'm bringing up that and and it's the whole Word of God. I mean, you get a lot of yes. Christians on us to have a little fun with this, can't we? Uh, uh, you get these pastors now, <laughs> like. You know, we don't really when need you the old, when you sit up yeah. tall. I'm like, uh-uh. we don't really need the Old Testament. We've been freed from that. Yeah. We're in, well, yeah. yeah, we're in the new dispensation. If you know that term, we're in a new era of yeah. Christ with Christ, after the cross, the Holy Spirit, Spirit resurrection. Living exactly, yeah. exactly. But still, it's one Bible. It's one story. It's one mm-hmm. book. I love to ask Christians when I meet them, like, how many books is the Bible? And they'll all say, well, it's, if they know, if they've been around church, they'll all say, 66. They ask <laughs> you, smart. I'm like, I'm so smart. I know it's 66. And I'm like, no, that's wrong. And they're like, what? I go, now let me ask you in slow motion. Well, how many books is the Bible? And they're, oh, it's one book. Mm-hmm. One story. And one story. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so yeah. if you're kind of uh, drying your faith, maybe you need to spend some time in the, the law.
0: Mm. Maybe you just,
1: the Torah or the five books of Moses, whatever you want to call it, the first five books Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the law. For David says.
0: Numbers can be a little hard.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, that's great. Love, thank you for setting me up on that. You I didn't did, not I? I didn't even mean to, yeah. but I can
0: see it in your eyes. Yeah. You're
1: like, oh yeah, this is, yeah. Because how many books is the Bible? It's one. Yeah, and that's why in 1 Corinthians 10, you have many in verses. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's verses 6 and 11. It says, now these things were written as an example to us. And it's quoting oh, wow. on how the children of Israel fell in the book of Exodus, most but mostly in the book of Numbers. Hmm. That book was written for us so that we can wow. learn. Wow. And yet I know people like, well, we've been unhitched from the Old Testament. Huh, yeah, and you're going to be unhitched from you know, right. the reality of the blessings God has yeah, for you that it, comes from his word. Doesn't
0: it say all scripture is inspired by God?
1: <laughs> no, 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 Paul. Only the <laughs> ones that make me happy. Yes. Only ones that are going to fulfill my destiny. Only ones that are going to make me all that I'm destined to be. <laughs> I can be the warrior for God. No, mm. no, that's nonsense. That's what people are listening to. That's the progressive Christianity. even the the
0: Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. That's one of our taglines. Exactly. It's one of our life taglines. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mark 1045. Yeah. 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 The upside down. Humility. That is what we're going to talk about one of these days. Oh. Humility.
1: What does that look like? I can't do it. I'll just weep the whole time and feel (laughs) because I actually read a great quote from uh, R.C. Sproul today from his book in the holiness of God, a great mm-hmm. book. If you've never read it, that's mm-hmm. one of those you want to put on your bucket list to read. Mm. And he goes, when I go and teach about the holiness of God, I am almost paranoid because I know what's to coming. People are going to think, wow. Oh, this man is such a holy man of God. I've just been with a holy man. Yeah, And just because I want to teach about these things, he goes, they don't understand. And I could relate to this so much. I want to teach it and help people understand it because I see my wretchedness. I see how profane I am. And I need the holiness of God because I'm not. I need his righteousness given to me because I'm not. And that's why we believe in substitutionary atonement. That's Mm. why we believe in what Christ did. So, I mean, all these things that are going toward us, it's about what scripture says, not what the world says. There's a
0: bigger story than just us, isn't there? Although, although he cares about every hair on our head.
1: He does. He does. But there's a bigger story. I was just thinking today, because I've read this old hymn, crown him with many crowns, mm. the lamb upon his throne. Yeah. And just reading about how that all those words coming out of Revelation. We'll be casting our crowns before the Lord. Yeah. We're going to be singing praises to him. Yeah. Don't you love worship songs that are from scripture, yes. not from the world? Yeah. And It's so great. And so yeah. I love what you said. So 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and training and mm. righteousness. So that for this purpose, this is this scripture is not to just make me feel good. No, mm-hmm. so that everyone will be adequate, equipped for mm. every good work. Yes. And, and that's what it is. So mm-hmm. the radical Christian life is about living God's word. And yeah. how can you live God's word unless you know God's word? Yes. And Absolutely. I know you know this because I see where you sit every morning. Mm. Tell me how your day starts. off. In fact, that's one of our questions here. I love this. How do you spend your daily time with Jesus?
0: That is a question from Florida. Yeah. I love that. A writer in from Florida. Um, yeah, we, we have a joke in our house is not a joke. It's not a joke. Actually, Doug lives his life by no Bible, no breakfast. And you started that. Years and since, years ago. Since
1: did we talk in this podcast? I can't remember. No, we talked about Rob. Yeah. yeah. when we filmed I remember the man who changed my life. He taught me he goes, mm-hmm. let me just digress for a second. Yeah, go ahead. This <laughs> is good. I mean how many how many times when you're a staff sergeant, you have a captain walk in your office and say because you were going to do his Bible study. Yep. Sergeant Lay, yes, sir. Here, you're a Christian. Yes, sir. Why aren't you living like one? Mm. He was an answer to prayer. Exactly.
0: <laughs> he was. Yeah, And he came seriously. to my house
1: at six in the morning and taught me how to study the Bible. He did. He and did. you and know And that what? was
0: 1986.
1: No Bible, no breakfast since then. That's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. I love Well, our, jo-
0: <laughs> our joke is even Jesus doesn't want to meet with me before I've had coffee. <laughs> so... It's the waking up process for me. We are not legalists. We are not. It's not
1: when you spend time. It's if you spend time with Jesus.
0: But, but yes. And I say that all the time because Mm -hmm. there has to be freedom in that because the the, um, Bible doesn't dictate when, but it does say. But it does say that Jesus went away early in the morning to spend yes. time with his Mark father. Mark one
1: thirty-five, exactly. Which,
0: yeah, and and there's other times where it talks mm. about Jesus doing that. Um, that he he took himself away from people, and that's really the key. Is um, there's another book we usually mention books here yeah. in the podcast because we there, we've been so profoundly impacted. Mm-hmm. Secrets of the Secret Place. Oh, that yes. is a must read. We weren't must really introduced read. to that to about two years ago, I mm-hmm. think. Um, I I can't remember the author's name. It is escaping me at this moment. I hate that hey, one. you keep talking. You know have Google right it in up. front exactly. of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Tell me what you've impacted us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I got the title, right? That was pretty good. I got the concept. Yes. Um, if somebody is struggling with how to have a quiet time, uh, okay, let me let me define this word quiet time because this is a word like Christian. Bob Christ- Sorge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. that, thank you for that. Aubrey. S-O-R-G-E. I can yes. spell it, I just can't remember it. Um, secrets of the secret place. Um, for, for the believer in Jesus, when we come to faith, we encourage people the best thing you can do is get upset set a time an intentional time away to be with jesus it's just like our relationship we will not have a good communion of relationship a unity of marriage if we're not spending time with each other and how do you know anything about god if you're not spending time with him so that's Mm -hmm. huge for us so when we use that word like quiet time or devotional time or whatever Different people have different terminologies. That's what we're talking about. It's a time that you intentionally separate yourself um, to to align yourself with God and His Holy Spirit and and the Word of God, by the reading of the Word of God.
1: Let me digress for a second. I think we've
0: digressed like four times, so just
1: keep going down that trail. But you know, I think people need to understand this. They always want to hyper-spiritualize things. Mm. Jesus didn't do that. In fact, He did the exact opposite. Mm. Think about it. The sower, the seed. Look at the, the Pearl of Great mm. price. There was a farmer. I mean, he's always just bringing practical things to teach theological yeah. truths. And I love yeah. to do that. And so let me give you an example. You yeah. just brought it up. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty good marriage.
0: We have a great marriage.
1: We yeah. always tell people. Was after, it always great? No. 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 It was hell on earth for a little bit. Now it's heaven on earth. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it might be hell on earth again. Never. <laughs> Never. Oh, <goodness.
0: laughs> oh, we're going to stop the podcast <laughs> yeah. and have a little chat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we start off with a but lot of baggage. We did. We were we did. sinners and we you had to be a lot of refining. Come
0: into what we came into in our marriage with a sin that we had without mm-hmm. walking through it. So I hope that gives hope to somebody. Yes. And,
1: and we'll, but what's the difference? We based our marriage because we didn't have good examples. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to do it. We decided. Didn't grow up
0: in Christian families. Yeah, and we don't want to Jesus yeah.
1: juke this, but we literally said, let's base our marriage on the word of God. We did. And we did. And we'll mm-hmm. have podcasts on marriage and raising children. About on the word of God mm-hmm. and you get the blessings from yeah. it. That's the beauty of it. Mm. But but what's the key to our marriage? What's one, let's just tell it right now. What's yeah. one of the key to our marriage? Communication. Communication, what do we do mm-hmm. every day?
0: Every day. We are not, we are not just saying this. Like I know that people go, yeah, right. No, like we really, it's like you're no Bible, no breakfast. Yeah. This is something we really do every day. We connect relationally in some way. Usually it's over a cup of coffee because we like coffee and it makes us kind of force and sweet down when we look at each other. Or it's a walk. When the kids were little um, and you know, we had some struggle finding time to do some of those things, L- we literally do We do it every day is if we're in the same country. But even if you're traveling, which you do a lot, we connect over Zoom or FaceTime or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. We
0: have some form of community. And, you know, it could be 10 minutes. Sometimes it's longer. Um, Our kids, you know, joke about it because when we lived, uh, there was a point Let's just
1: digress for a second because a lot of people don't know this. Our children now are 36 at this time, 36, 34, 32, and 30. They're all married and we're getting ready, Lord willing, to have our 18th grandchildren in a few months. So. That's so yes, crazy. but they still remember this. Go ahead and tell they them love what Jesus, they
0: which is yeah. the most important. Yeah,
1: thing. because of God's grace. Yes, exactly. but tell
0: them. Yeah, um, I forgot where I was going with the tree of that. Life. Oh, the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we lived in a national park in Ohio, um, and Doug pastored a church there, and we loved it. It was a great time in our lives, and we had this. It was probably over 200 years old, maybe maybe, maybe older. Um, this tree, it was a silver oak. It was beautiful, and we called it the tree of life because it was just. It was. And we had a swing under there that you put under there for us. Mm -hmm. And almost every day when you would come home, it was in Ohio, so sometimes in the winter it didn't work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: We had to be creative. The days that were sunny and beautiful, (laughs) man, we loved it. But, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, our
1: Ohio friends, we love Ohio. We do, we love Ohio. We scarlet and gray, Um, I-O. Yeah, there there we go. Um,
0: But we would sit there, and we would tell the kids, like, unless somebody's bleeding, which was a probability, (laughs) but we said, unless somebody's bleeding – if you bother us, there will be blood.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And they would be like on the porch, like caged animals. Wait, is it time to just sit there and don't move? You, we, you can do whatever no, you want okay, to do. Yeah, no, but play.
0: a lot of times they did. Like they yeah. sat there and waited for us yeah. to finish. But we would spend that time connecting
1: relationally. Yeah. So the point is, and why I'm bringing that up is, that's what the illustration is with God. Don't yes. tell me that you're in love with God and you don't spend time with him. Yes. Don't tell me you're in love with your wife and you don't spend time with her. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you love your kids and you don't spend time with them. Yeah. Don't don't lie to yourself. God yeah. hates lying, and that's one thing I hate. I mean, I, I just hate the thought of lying. And so yeah. I always tell, if I do something behind Paula's back, she's going to find out before I even did it because <laughs> I just thought I hate the thought of lying before <laughs> even the bad thing I would do because... God hates lying too. Proverbs yeah. 6 is so clear in that. Yeah. And so it takes that pretty seriously. It's no, easy to lie no. to ourselves. Oh, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you had a quiet time with mm-hmm. him? Mm-hmm. And I love what, what do you, you love, say this to young women all the time when they come to you and they're uh you know having problems or mm-hmm. How much time have you spent with God about this problem mm-hmm. before you came to me for it? Because mm-hmm. God has a better answer than you do. Yeah. That's man.
0: Or I'll have people come and ask me to pray for things and I'm like, have you ever prayed for it? <laughs> Are you praying for it right now? Or Why are you just do people think me, I'm the
1: hard one and they, it's you? Really, this is not fair. She does do these things, and they'll hug her, and they get mad at me. I don't get it. Oh, and I say, no, right. I'm not praying for you. You yeah, know. go, you exactly. go back, and you pray
0: about it. Then you come back. It's a different story for another day. Um, yes, so I do start my morning every day with time with God, yeah. and that has been a consistent thing throughout my life. So I'm in a season yeah. where I have lots of time that I'm able to do that, but but I want to just digress here for a little mm-hmm. bit but it was still a priority even when I had four kids under the age of six. Oh
1: yeah, that's good. Let's, yeah, You know, it might've
0: it. looked different. It might've been a little bit of a different time, but it was always a priority for me. So, because, and I, I don't know about anybody else on this who's watching this, but I leak like literally not, <laughs> not physically. Not yeah, physically. I don't, 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 no. don't.
1: Just go on. You you know, know, it's like, like
0: the manna in the wilderness. Yeah. God provide, and if you don't know this story, you need to go through Exodus. Um, the Bible theologian here will probably tell you where then Exodus on <laughs> the color commentary. Right. But where Jesus provided for the Israelites when they came out of Egypt and were trying to go into the promised land and had to wait. Um, but he provided manna every day. And it's spoiled at night because they couldn't they couldn't Mm -hmm. save it and i just think that's a great illustration the bible does not draw that illustration it's an extra biblical thing but i love that because it's true like we can't like save it Mm -hmm. we need god every day and the funny thing is the older i am and the longer i walk with jesus i need it more so this isn't a thing like oh okay i'm at this (laughs) spiritual plateau no not at all
1: i I love it because people kind of tend to look at me and they project a little bit like, oh, Dr. Doug, and you got the Bible memorized. No, I don't have the Bible memorized. But I work to this day. J- yesterday, I just added a new verse into my Bible mm-hmm. memory. I got a goal. I want to hit so many verses memorized before I die. If I die before, I'm going to be a little mad, but uh, <laughs> I'm be in heaven, so I guess it'll be okay. So I guess
0: but- what you're saying, it takes work.
1: Yeah, you don't stop. You're no. never gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna disappoint you, but you're never gonna reach the pinnacle. Right, yeah, and that's right. right. And so I think the most beautiful thing I see you do is every morning you over worshiping and reading and studying the Ooh, Word of God, mm. and that's just sexy, great. isn't it? <laughs> that's
0: for our Boy, P- that That's for our P- P- yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's our PG-13 podcast. Uh, yeah, you- <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: But but in all seriousness, what has always drawn to me, for me to you, is your deep faith. And I watch you walk it out. And it's built on God's word. It is. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, you want to get philosophical? Okay. (laughs) There might be one or two philosophical listeners out there. That's true. I love philosophy. Yes, you do. We're supposed to love God with our minds, right? Yes. Soren Kierkegaard, the great father of of existentialism. Yes. You know, he was actually a faithful believer who wanted to try and protect Christianity and help Christianity from the dead orthodoxy of the church of the 19th century. That's what he was doing. But he wrote about his famous fear and trembling, how Abraham just took an absurd blind leap of faith. He mm. turned off his mind and just took this blind leap of faith when he went to offer Isaac.
0: Mm. And that's
1: what people think Christianity is, and especially the way the world is portrayed it now. Just yeah. idiot, stupid Christians who don't think and they just yep. blind faith and all that. No, Abraham actually was making a rational, logical decision because he had heard the voice of God. He had seen God do Mm -hmm. miracles and faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So when he did this, he was trusting in the word of God. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing for me. It's the same thing for you. Yes. We have made radical, crazy decisions that Mm -hmm. the world says that's absurd. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's Mm -hmm. logical because God's word is true and we're basing it on what's written and spoken and breathed into God's word. And we're going to, we're going to base it on that not on mm. some feeling or especially what some crazy thing the world says. You know? They, yeah. You know, don't, don't, well, yeah, I'm just going to tell you, hon, <laughs> I love you. But if you come in and start spouting that stuff from the world, we're going to have problems. Yeah. We're going to have right. problems because, man, right. it's so messed up. And hasn't
0: there. that been the safeguard over our marriage and our family? Yeah. Really?
1: I love when people look at us and it's like, oh, man, we wish we could have the marriage you do. Good. Get in God's word. Mm. Man, I hope our kids mm-hmm. turn out like you do. Great. Get in God's word. Mm-hmm. You no know? Man, I hope you're fine. my finances. Yeah, get in God's word. Yeah. Man, your job, you seem so happy. Yeah, I'm a free agent for Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. You know what? Because I based it on God's word. What does that mean? Yeah. That's for another podcast. Yes,
0: it is. I got to leave it a is. teaser, right? I know. I know. You're yeah. right. You're right. Leave yeah. them wanting more. Yes, what exactly. you always say when
1: you preach, right? Yes. Yep. Leave them exactly. wanting more. So good. So let's go right into the... Let me, uh, let me go back for a second because I think people need to think about this for a little bit more. Flesh it out. When I say we believe in the Bible because we believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. I have a whole thing I love to teach on. But I'm not going to put this. I'm not going to put this on YouTube. I'm not, I want people to do this. Mm-hmm. I want them to read a gospel. You can pick any gospel
0: mm-hmm.
1: and look. What would be a gospel? Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Okay. 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 Now, I want you to do this. Why and- do they call
0: it that? What's Why does it say? Because they're
1: the good news. Yes. They're the good news of yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Exactly. Different authors. Yes. Telling one story. Inspired the story by of the, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And and everybody's going to try and say that the Bible's got errors and you shouldn't trust it, and we can pick and choose which part are true and which not. No, mm. that's not. In fact, the things that people don't like are the very things Jesus affirmed about the Bible. Yeah. Let me give one example. Yeah. Do you really believe, do you really believe, Paula, That a man was swallowed by a big fish. I do. No, come on. Really? Have you seen that lately? I mean, we live in Florida at the moment. I've been out to the beach. I've never seen a guy like, oh, help, I've just been swallowed (laughs) by a fish. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the other. He couldn't speak if he was swallowed by a fish. But Jonah was spit back up on the sand. (laughs) I've I've been swimming. I haven't seen, like, wow, look at that fish just spit out that guy. Ooh, he's got slime all over him. You know, I've not seen it. You really believe that's true? Yeah, I do. See, liberals don't. Progressives don't. That's a parable. It's not true. Yeah. Well, did didn't by, didn't
0: Jesus actually affirm that?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Jesus yeah. says that this, the people of Nineveh, who Jonah preached to, are going to rise up and and condemn the people of Jesus' time because they believed and repented at the preaching of Je- Jonah. So, in other words, mm. he's affirming the story of the Book of Jonah. Mm. Jesus believed it. Jesus says he taught it that just he? as the Son of Man. No, I'm sorry. He said, just as Jonah was three days in the belly of the well, three days and three nights in the belly of the well, still shall the Son of Man be in the earth." Yeah, yeah. It's, so was Jesus' death and burial and resurrection a parable? See, when people mm-hmm. tell me things that are, don't, that's fine you don't believe the Bible, but don't say you're a follower of Jesus because Jesus believed the Bible, and I'm a follower of Jesus. He rescued my sin, rescued me from my sin, gave yes. me a new life, and now I'm not going to believe what he taught? We've lost our minds. Yeah. We literally lost our minds in the church and we need yeah. to protect it. Yeah. That's our goal. Yeah. Uh, so I'll end with this. When I talked to young pastors, I just was on the phone yesterday with a pastor in another state and just mm. encouraging him and like, what should be doing? I said, you know what first Timothy four sixteen says, and actually our oldest son, Jacob, you know, Jacob taught me this because mm. dad, you know, one of my verses is first Timothy four sixteen. Mm. Keep a close watch on yourselves and on the teachings and persist in this for by so doing, you will save yourself and your hearers. That's why I say to pastors, whatever you do, you can build the biggest church. You can be hip and cool. You know, you can do all these things. You know, you can have the greatest kids ministry of your youth pastor, you know, your worship leader and everyone's singing your song. If you're not watching yourself,
0: Mm.
1: you're gonna end up falling and be another casualty in the Mm. Christian faith. And if you're not protecting the teachings, Mm. the teachings, the scriptures, Mm. the writings, you know, when I go back earlier, I said dying for the faith. People throughout church history have died mm-hmm. protecting the scriptures mm-hmm. so that we could have them today. Yeah, and now we're not teaching it. Yeah, now we're teaching our opinion.
0: Mm.
1: I love when people are like, hey, you know, I got a good parenting book. You know, I wrote a parenting book. I did. Know it's you really good, a, it, right? It,
0: it, no, I can say that because I didn't actually write it. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, you always say, say, "Well, I lived
1: good. it. This is true."
0: But yes, it,
1: it is great. It's not the greatest parenting book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Book of Proverbs is the greatest mm-hmm. parenting book. And other passages in the Bible are the better parenting book than my yeah. book. My book's just a supplement. So I hear somebody like, oh yeah, I read this famous pastor. His book's so great to me. I'm like, great. It's good. I hope it supplemented the Bible. <laughs> yes.
0: Because it's yeah.
1: just opinion still. Yes. The Bible's the word.
0: Absolutely. Of God. Yeah. So, great.
1: Good. So tomorrow morning, I'll see you on my desk and you at your couch yeah. reading the Bible. Yeah. And it is, it is kind of sexy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. You have questions you want to hear more about, how can it be sexy and studying the Bible and things like that? We'll go into it. Write us at info at servingbb.org, and we'd yeah. love to talk about it. Yeah. Have a great day. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch, like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we, and let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.